Right. And we're back at it again. All right. Here we are. Welcome back to the Kickstarter podcast. Darcy, how you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing okay. Uh, starting to get a cold, but, uh, you know, it won't stop me. So no. talk about wrestling, please. please. <laughs> Ciao, please. Even if you got to get one of those voicings. Yeah. Oh, I will maim you. <laughs> Diesel is my favorite. <laughs> All right, so oh. uh, today today's just a conversation. It's uh, a nice, candid thing. We're going to talk about wrestling, just, what it means to us. So, V, uh, you're uh, the older one, so by birthright. Um, maybe you remember stuff that I, I don't. Uh, tell me about your earliest experiences with wrestling. Age before beauty, eh? <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn straight, man. You fucking prick. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I grew up uh, pre-Attitude Era. Um, I saw Hogan in his prime. Yep. I saw Macho Man in his prime. Um, uh, wrestling, it, it was uh, more of a – like the whole family was into it. My folks actually watched um, – there was a WWF event in the Oshawa Civic. Yes. And they went back to see that. And, um, yeah, they like they, they loved it. I You know, I grew up loving it. Um, my favorite was obviously the Attitude Era. Oh, of course. Um, we, watched, we watched well into everything. Um, we had a black box, um, for people who don't know that and for kids who don't know anything about technology ever anymore. Um, black box was the original, like D scrambler from a cable because we, yeah, we used to have these coaxial cables that came in that brought all our, our TV signals in and the black box could descramble the channels that you're not supposed to have. And, uh, here I am talking about illegal things. (laughs) (laughs) Statutes of limitations, buddy. Yeah. You're all safe. It, it, in the past, in the past. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we used to watch all of them, every pay-per-view that came on. Um, and then when the brand wars happened, yep. it was like, yeah, every we, we literally just watched every WWE event, or I guess F at the time. But WCW um, won it for my parents. So oh, that, that's what they always preferred, eh? They, really? We, we watched. We ended up watching the Nitro, and I missed a lot of the stuff that would happen on Raw's War. Oh, that's a shame, it was, man. Was it called Raw's War then? Yeah, yeah. during the Raw's yeah. War, yeah, yeah, right in the early Attitude Era, and um, yeah, it. I mean, WCW had the fantastic storylines. Um, I'd always catch up, anyways, because I mean, by the time you get to the pay per views, they they always recap them. They yeah. recap everything, anyways. Um, but yeah, like. Growing up, as a kid, actually, pre-Attitude, my favorites were Ricky the Dragon, Steamboat. Oh, yes. The Dragon. The Dragon. Um, Jake the Snake. Oh, one yeah. of my all-time faves, man. It was just like, I don't know. Again, it was a guy with a Anyone snake. With reptiles, eh? Anyone with reptiles. <laughs> well, it, it wasn't even necessarily the reptiles. It, I don't know. It was just like, the guy's got reptiles, but it's like, he still kind of represented that working man. Right. You know? Like, he got in there and got stuff done. Now, let me ask you, did you ever see the big infamous angle where... Um, Jake brought, or, uh, sorry, geez, Ricky came out with a, a sack of his own, and Jake's kind of like, what the frick's in his bag? And Jake pulls out the snake, and then Ricky pulls out a Komodo, a Komodo dragon, dragon, and Jake just leaves Damien in there and just yeah. bails into the crowd. <laughs> that was cool. That was really cool. They had cool some moment. fantastic ones, and I mean, like, um, oh no, I forgot his name now. The Ultimate Jobber. Ultimate Jobber. Oh, Barry Horowitz? Barry Horowitz. <laughs> I mean, he, <laughs> that's so random. Barry Horowitz. It, 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 it's Barry Horowitz. It came up. He's one of those guys. Um, I actually I watched like a a top jobbers thing on YouTube, and and he was like the first one. And I'm like, you know, what? I remember everything. I remember him wrestling in WWF. I I always remember Mr. Perfect on the broadcast calling him. Oh, it's Barry Horowitz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh. And it, like he was out there every week, and he worked so hard. And then, um, yeah, like 
tag teams. Um, I love the Bushwhackers. Oh man, so, really? <laughs> it was silly fun. You I know, mean, it, the fans didn't seem to enjoy it. I I never got it, but Rock, Rockers was always a good one. Oh man, they were ahead of their time, yeah. Sean and Marty. Yeah, and then I mean, um, I just always had such a <clears throat> affiliation with like well, Bret Hart being oh. being a Canadian boy. Yeah, and then uh, you get him every time he's either teaming up with Jim the Anvil Nineheart or uh, British Bulldog. Yep, and then again, uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith and um, his team. Oh, the the British Bulldogs. The British Bulldogs. <laughs> With the Dynamite Kid. With the Dynamite Kid. Yes, that was fantastic. Apparently, um, Dynamite Kid's daughter is working her way up to the amateur leagues right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I hope she's not like uh, sour like her her dad was. But uh, I'm not sure if she's a good <laughs> worker like him. Oh, look out. Yeah. Well, it's like they said, like one of the most natural born wrestlers you'd ever meet, right? Oh, yeah. He was a truly talented superstar. Yeah. And then, um, again, it was I got up through the Attitude Era, and then pretty much when that was finishing off was when um, I I wasn't really watching wrestling as much. I, I, I don't know. Like, stories stale. You get the same well, thing. you start college, right? And... Yeah, at the, yeah, at that point, starting college, I, you know, getting out of the house, living life. Um, but, it, yeah, they just couldn't recreate those stories, especially with the Attitude Era. I mean, when Austin came up, and just destroyed everything, and then DX came up. Right, it and was it a was a great time. Yeah, the the literal war on everything, and then they just the jokes, um, the the start of the divas. Oh yes, was yes. a great thing. Um, yeah, and then they, you you just couldn't really recreate that. I mean, they did have great new talent coming up, that are pretty much the big hitters now. Oh yeah, they're, I mean, they're d- developing them their own in house now in NXT. Yeah. So, and yeah. that that was your journey, eh? That was that was most of my journey, and I mean, I came back to it. I mean, when we'd watch wrestling with you after I met Darcy, we were uh, working at Wendy's. Yes, yes, and uh, I I always uh, go to the uh, sitting in your basement, and uh, I always kind of hid that I liked wrestling. I was always a little self conscious about it, even like like me and V had been friends for a long time at this point. I was kind of just like kind of keeping it low key, and then one day like his cat's just going crazy in his basement, running around. I'm like, man, your cat's going nuts. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's Psycho Sid, all right. And, like, it's like a pause. And I kind of just go, huh. Is that like the, is that like the wrestler? Yeah. And you're like, yeah, man, yeah, I named it after uh, Psycho Sid. And I'm like, you know, I, uh, like, I watch uh, some wrestling. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool, man. And then an explosion came out of me <laughs> for about two hours about wrestling. About like, wrestling. Oh, and then I saw Sid and Sean fight a Survivor Series. And I said, greatest match I ever saw in my life. Oh, <laughs> and then there's a pause, and he went, oh, so you're like a nerd fan. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, all right. And uh, I remember uh, the, I, I had you guys all over, and I got everyone into it, just coming over to watch the pay-per-views. Yeah, we, we pretty much watched the pay-per-views and every I'm trying month. to remember when that was um, by WrestleMania. Did you did you come for uh, 23, the one where uh, Vince got his head shaved? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so sweet to see Vince just yeah. screaming. Yeah, we, we went through We watched quite a bit. Like. I think from 2007 to 10, we didn't miss a single one. No, yeah, we watched a lot, and um, it's like, well, it's like, actually, um, Psycho Sid was named by my mom. Oh, so that's so cool right there. My mom loved the, loved the big tall guys. Yeah. Even though he was just weird, that hair, I don't know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> and his promos, his promos. I am the master and the ruler. Yeah. He's getting really loud, <laughs> and then really quiet. He, he could work those mics. He oh, it work. was great. It was, uh, it was a very unique delivery. Yeah. <laughs> um. My wrestling experience, um, I started right around the time kind of Hulkamania was coming to its tail end, but 
before I was even into wrestling, I was into Hulk Hogan. I thought he was like a superhero to me. I was a five-year-old. He was branded so well. Right. And like I remember my, it's my dad that was watching. I would never watch, but I would always, you know, run. I can remember running upstairs and he'd have it on. And I would just see like the promos. And I'd stop and I'd see like Demolition or uh, the, the Legion of Doom. And I'm like, yeah. who are these guys? Why are they so mad? <laughs> They're to just crush these guys. What's going on? So, and then one day uh, I just sat down and started watching it and I kind of started to understand the whole psychology of things. Like, you know, like uh, you had guys with championship belts and everyone wanted to get them and you know the heels would try to cheat to keep the belt and stuff like that kind of yeah they, they had to have that natural good versus evil struggle going on and I, I think i started liking it during a perfect time it was during the steroid trial and when everyone kind of the whole roster got wiped out pretty much right which was great because if i'd saw the golden era i might have got more bored in the new generation era because there was just not that many big name guys. Yeah. But uh, so for me, my early childhood was uh, a lot of Bret Hart, a lot of Shawn Michaels, and The Undertaker. And oh, and Razor Ramon. Razor Ramon just started. That was awesome. He was so good on the mic. Right. Uh, I just always remember uh, him taking off the necklace, his gold chains, and giving it to the guy. And then you go, if something happens to these chains, something's going to happen to you. And my dad loved that. He was just sitting beside me going, that's great. That's of course, not realizing this is the imitation of Scarface, right? So he's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm on board. I'm yeah. on board with this. This is my type of guy right here. And well, it's the toothpicks. Yeah, right? It's like, you look back then, where did he keep them? <laughs> Always had like a bunch in his ear. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. And I, I remember a lot of the times, uh, my, you know, my weekend was, uh, you know, getting my parents to take me to National Home Video and just the archive of old so it'll be like Survivor Series, Summer Slams, and just watching yeah. all these old tapes and seeing how they all connected. And uh, you know, then the Attitude Era came, and I found it came at the perfect time in my lifetime where I'm just going into my teen years. It was the perfect change from the white meat baby face to yeah. you know, Stone Cold's a badass. Man, I can get behind this guy. So th- I went through all that, never wavered, went through the WCW Invasion, went through the uh, – the post of that, and that's where I really started to like it because the, the roster got so packed with solid wrestlers. You had just, just talent. Yeah. I mean, you got the Hardys, Edge and Christian. Yeah. You had uh, Benoit Guerrero. You had Jericho, Angle just coming up out of nowhere. And then on top of that, you had Austin and The Rock, Triple H. Yeah. Kane and The Undertaker. It was awesome. The, the, the best time of my life, man. Yeah, they, they really could. They, they found the talent, and they could market and run with that talent so well. All right, they some top to bottom tag yeah. teams, uh, mid card, main event, everything was solid. Yeah, a- every match, right from right from the start, right till the end. You, like, you, you didn't want to miss miss a single one. It was just so good. Oh, exactly. And uh, yeah, it stuck with through the uh, when Batista and Cena and Orton. Yeah, what do they big. call themselves again? Well, uh, Evolution. Evolution but minus Cena, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then there was the um, is it Rise of Orton? Uh, Edge becoming a, a big player. Yes, that was fantastic. When to see. when Edge went single, it was that was a great thing to see. I loved him with Christian, but when he went when he like became a single player, yeah. it took was, him a couple years to get find his footing. But. Yeah, it's yeah again he didn't get that well not necessarily the push, but it's like they um, a lot of guys say you you they needed to craft experience right, so like yeah push him down, build him back up, and then I mean his feud with the Undertaker was epic. Yeah, that's right when you got right back in. That, that's too. when I came back. Um, seeing that, it was great. It went on so long. 
Yeah, they I, they feed it from Mania to SummerSlam. Yeah, it, it was it was a long one, um, but it was you know it was a good one to see. Definitely, I think. And and he plays that heel character so well when he wants to. Well, that's what I mean. I think it, uh, when he turned heel, it was the perfect time because Triple H was kind of phasing out as the top heel, and when he became babyface, they needed someone to play the, the top guy, and Edge was the perfect guy for that spot. He was. Then then there's the lean years. I, I call it the post WrestleMania 26 years. You know, Michael was retired. Taker wasn't wrestling full time. Uh, Batista quit. Yeah. So you basically had Cena and Orton, and then you saw the rise of CM Punk, but that was really badly handled. Yeah. And then I could even say the Daniel Bryan too, just due to injury. They they had built two more guys and lost them. Yeah. And they've they've struggled to find it again. Then gone through the. This is where you were out of it at this point. But then... I, I was out. I mean, I I came back. I'd watched a lot of um the Cena Orton feud. Yeah. Oh man, how could you miss it? It went on for like five years. It, it went on forever, <laughs> and, and I mean, like they they built it up so, well, and they had they had some fantastic matches. Oh no doubt. Um, we all hated Orton. You know, it, <laughs> yes, it was yes. how many shades of orange he could be, and and the the baby oils boy club with the, the legacy o- yeah. always interfering in the matches drove oh, me nuts. I, yeah, we were wondering who was oiling down who, <laughs> and then you know Orton started to go kind of face like in a little antihero, and then uh, Darcy got on board. Reminded me of uh, another anti-hero that used to go around uh, dropping people. Oh, a little Stone Cold. Yeah, he, he didn't not have that charismatic. No. <laughs> and I think yours was just much more of a physical attraction. Oh, stop it. <laughs> just because the man's a beautiful man that can respect that doesn't mean anything, all right? And, and he it's talks. It's a perfectly heterosexual so appreciation. So slow. Uh, so you listen. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, like you said, uh, there was the lean years and then um, – I mean, I came back and forth a bunch of time, and then I think it was just frustrating for you because I'm doing like the wife. Who's that? Who's that? Well, what do they do? What's his? What's his thing? <laughs> well, yeah, I can only imagine when you don't watch it. Um, it's, you know, the roster changed this much. I mean, it's, uh, it's been a, and it's been a tough couple of years. They haven't really built a lot of guys. I mean, um, and then they just lost Roman Reigns to leukemia, who was the yeah. one guy they've been building, and even then, he was just as polarizing as Cena was. Like. Because you could feel the rocket being strapped to him, and it's almost like now, the hottest thing going in the company is the the women's division. That's right, uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte, and you know what, and Ronda Rousey, very deserving though for them. Oh yes, they, they exactly. are putting on some fantastic matches. That that was um, actually a big thing. Um, I've talked to Darcy about a bunch of times during the the original divas. I mean, they were there as eye candy, and then you get the girls brought in. Some of them, you know, learn how to wrestle. Some bring some talent with them. Mickey James was fantastic in the ring. Oh yeah. Uh, Melina had some skills. She, you know what? She developed really fast. Like, but when she started, she was just as bad as yeah. anyone. It, it, it took a while. And I mean, but like and they, they Gail Kim. Oh, Gail, Gail Kim. Unfortunately, I don't, we didn't even get to see the best of her in WWE. We did her not. Her best was uh, TNA. Th- there, there was some talent that came up and we're just like, Oh my God. Like, look at these women wrestle. Like, this is brilliant. But then, uh, the match would be like three minutes. Yeah, you, they you would, would never you'd, get any time. You'd, you'd, they'd never they get any the popcorn time. And match. Yeah, and it was a shame. And that's saying, I mean, walking away from that uh, at the time, I was like, well, I'm not missing much. And then coming back to it and seeing this wonderful women's division and just seeing them tear it up, you're just like, yes. Right? Yes. So uh, we've only reviewed one pay-per-view, but do you have any favorites, V? Uh, favorites of the women? Or just I mean, wrestlers in general? Anyone co- popping any, out anyone to you? Kinda... Um, There's a small sample size, I know. Yes. And it's one of those things right now, unfortunately, amid, like, many rumors for everybody. Um, I was really hoping to see Ambrose get a push, and he's gone. Yeah. 
Well, it, it remains to be seen, V. Uh, we can talk about that, um, about what possible paths he's going to take here in the next couple months. Yes. Now, the the least likely path would be they just cut, drop him completely and pretend he's just dead to the world and he rides out his contract. I don't see them doing that. There's no value in that for anyone. No. And it closes the door for any possible return. That's true. Um, now, they could do the CM Punk approach where they push him really hard up to his release and maybe even use this as part of the storyline since the word is out there in hopes that he'll resign with them. Yeah. Or they do, okay, you got a couple months left. We're going to put you in these angles and we we want you to put over this guy on this pay-per-view, this guy at Mania, and then you're at the door. Do your, do the job. Kind of like the... The due, dil- due diligence. I call it the... Um, like when Kevin Nash left back in 96, it was like Vin, he told Vin, gave Vince his notice and Vince was like, okay, I, I want you to uh, to take the fall on Mania against Taker. I want you to lose a match with Sean and then you'll be on do a couple house shows and you're on your way. So, you know, do, yeah. what do they call it? Doing the uh, the right thing on the way out or something. Yeah. And and it, it necessarily doesn't burn your bridges, right? If, if Like you said, someday he wants to come back or something happens, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, and again, that's like we got two hundred five, we got NXT, we got the main roster. Um, yeah, take your pick. Yeah, Finn Balor, really liked watching him. Yeah, that match with Brock really impressed it, you. It, right? it was good. Um, let's see. Um, I got us. Well, and again, he's always just been like my favorite underdog, Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio and, Jr. And, and I was gonna say he's been like a oh, constant. Sorry, no Jr. Just Rey Mysterio. Just Rey now. Mysterio. Now. He he's been the constant through everything like <laughs> oh for sure and it's it's nice to see him back um you know after that uh knee surgery got uh seems like he's got another uh, jump in his step yeah the stem cell stuff like that's wild right. what that did for him um the nxt guys i actually like that johnny gargano oh man gargano is a, a hell of a talent yeah alistair black it'll be interesting to see uh him in the future what what they do with him um I mean, Becky's obviously the best. <laughs> straight Becky fire, is. straight fire. Yeah. Um, Alexa Bliss. Oh, I was a little like, bum. Yeah. <laughs> Liv, Liv Morgan, like, they're, they're cool. Now we're just picking hot girls. Nah, okay. <laughs> it's like, now I just need another. Now we've reverted back to the diva era. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> but it, it's, and it's great to see them just tear it up. And I'm sure uh, you'll form more opinions uh, on these guys as we watch more events. Maybe, maybe I, yeah. you'll maybe you'll start to like some. Maybe Drew McIntyre will be uh, your Randy Orton, like I said, man. Yeah, and you're, you're gonna come man. around him. I'm telling you. Drew. <laughs> no, you know what? Maybe I'll just like Sheamus. No, I'm not gonna ever like Sheamus. Uh, How dare you? <laughs> Sheamus is a treasure. That's okay, you know what? <laughs> Shane O'Mac, yes. Oh God. Oh. Oh no. And you know what? It, there are Shane O'Mac fans out there. I mean, you hear them. It gets a reaction. Yeah. Uh, but, again, with that, just watching that last pay-per-view, um, unfortunately, you don't get to really form an opinion. You got 30 guys who are just throwing at each other. Oh, exactly. The Rumble match um, is not really a good place to form a – I'm very interested to see AJ Styles. I, you know what? I want you to see another match because I feel like you didn't get the bet. He's had so many good matches since he's been there, and I was like – Oh man, this is this is your impression of him? Yeah, and unfortunately, like I just I did not like the pacing of that match. I'm I'm hoping you know just to see him go out there and tear it up like he does. Um, oh, and I hope he resigns. Uh, I don't know if you've heard the uh, someone on Twitter announced that he uh, resigned his contract, which is due, and he was like, I don't know anything about this. I 
yes, signed anything. I did read that. And I hope he does resign because, um, like I said, uh, you know, top stars are hard to find right now. Yeah, and I mean, they're, they're losing guys to, uh, I guess, Impact. Impact seems to be scooping a lot up. Oh, really? I thought um, it was just all AEW from the sounds of it. Well, and AEW just seems to be running a train. Um, I heard they got something going on this week in Vegas. There's like another announcement or something. Oh, really? So who knows? Could be more guys sign under the roster. Oh, man. Well, I know they're most likely to get Kenny Omega. That that's, that's, a, that's a big one. Yeah, that's what I heard. Um, that, that The big rumor. Um, but then, yeah, who, who knows who else? They've got some um, them women stars. Oh, really? Yeah, they've uh, two or three they've signed so far. I'm not even sure their names, but. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know the details either myself. Yeah. So, But, yeah, so, I, I mean, hopefully AJ stays because I do want to see much more of him in the WWE. Um, oh, me as well. I think there's, they, there's still so many matches um, with opponents that he can he can get out of. I'm trying to figure out what his mania opponent's going to be, and I'm wondering maybe, just looking at the roster, maybe Randy Orton? They could have a pretty sick match at it mania. Could, yeah, it could be. But I'm not really sure. I don't really see his path yet, so... Okay, I I do want to bring up too, um, just because we actually hadn't talked about it on the podcast, um, Daniel Bryan and his eco-friendly belt. <laughs> oh, see, uh, well, V, uh, what are your thoughts on the belt? <laughs> I think it's legal in Canada. Um, I think it's highly flammable, probably. I bet you any money at some point someone burns that belt. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's gonna, it's gonna be a dumpster burning. I'm telling you. That that would be a very good like very good gimmick to do in the stage, right? You you give it a, you give it a, like a, a couple weeks, so it dries out a little bit, and just. <laughs> but I feel like um the the one thing that uh kind of struck me is if they made a, the, his own put the trouble to make his own belt, like the company, he's not gonna be losing an elimination chamber, like yeah. a couple weeks after getting the belt made. And you know, even before that, I didn't think. I, I feel like he's going into Mania as the champion. That's true. So I, I think um, with so many good faces out there that I've seen so far, it'll be good to see him as a weird, not necessarily a heel, but like a weirdo that, <laughs> that people just want to beat up and take his belt. Yeah, he he's definitely that, that loudmouth um, know-it-all that thinks uh, he's better than you and just annoys <laughs> the crap. But he's like, excuse me, oh, this is what you think? Oh, no, no, no. no. No, no. This is this is what you're doing wrong with your life. I mean, if you if you have five minutes, I can just explain what you're doing wrong with your yeah. life. Oh God, shut up, man. All right. Well, what, what about you, Darcy? What what are some of your favorite guys on the roster right now? On the roster right now. Well, going forward. my favorite who's been missing, and I'm really bummed because I think he's gonna miss Mania. Kevin Owens. Oh man, I love everything about this guy, man. I was reading this weekend that he's back exercising, like he's um. Doing the conditioning training. Oh, that's something. That's something. I I, I just heard this timeline was um, after Mania, and even if he was before, there's probably no time to give him a program, right? And uh, I I've I don't know why. Um, I've always wanted to see him fight Triple H, because they have this whole storyline where Triple H kind of kind of has been like his mentor over him since he's came in. Oh yeah. But I don't know if I'd rather it be uh, Owens as the heel and Triple H as the face, like. Maybe Owens is raising havoc, and then Triple H steps in as the authority figure. Yeah, then... is Triple H doing much on the main company right now? Like he's popping around NXT he, a lot. He has been because since they got rid of um, the general manager, they've all the McMahon's have been kind of around, and Triple H has been make, he's been kind of more face though. You know, like 
It, it seems like he's doing the company yeah. man thing. Like, yeah. he's not necessarily being a dick. But uh, I don't know if he has a match at Mania this year either. I feel like there's always a Triple H match, but I don't know if there's one lined up for him. I, I guess maybe if Owens gets into shape, he could, like, pop out, do an attack, and say, hey, we're fighting at Mania. And I don't even know if he, maybe he'll come back as a face because um, when he got injured, they did a thing where Lashley took him out, and it was like maybe that's setting him up for a big comeback to go after Lashley or something and be finally be a face then because – Fans do love him, that, uh, yeah, and I think he would have an amazing face turn. They've just never pulled the trigger. But, For Bobby Lashley? Uh, <laughs> hell no. Well, uh, Kevin he, Owens. That's you know uh, Lashley's up against Finn, so it I seems guess, like that's but that could change. I, I guess maybe Finn would have to lose that opportunity for Owens to step back in. It could happen. I mean, there's a lot of time in between. Yeah, that now is and true. Uh, but obviously, Seth Rollins is one of my guys. Consistent, any guy that can consistently perform in the ring. Um, you know. It's thumbs up in my book. Yeah, he, he did do good at um, the Royal Rumble. All right. Uh, who, I don't know if I have any other, like, really strong guys that I'm like, oh, AJ Styles. <laughs> AJ Styles. Just as I said, I'm like, should we do the talk about him? Well, he may not be there, Darcy. Yeah. Oh, no. he, God. I don't, it's funny. When he first came in, too, like, uh, even though I'd seen him in TNA, I just felt like there was so much, like, a hard-on from him from fans that it kind of almost made me go, oh, God, come on, guys. It's just no big deal. Whatever. Yeah. Just, and then, like, as soon as I saw, like, he tore it up with uh, Cena and brought maybe the, some of the best matches I've ever seen out of John Cena in my life. And I was just like and, – and he had a great feud with Jericho when he first came in. Yeah, uh, well, that was almost like his, like, selling point to be brought in, right? It was Jericho like, oh, I want AJ Styles. Yeah, and then he had a few – even got great matches out of Roman, and it was kind of like, okay, this guy – this guy's solid. He's – he literally has been the consistent face of SmackDown. That, that's good, man. And I mean, he's got those fancy gloves and the bandana. I don't know how he always puts his hands together and makes it always look like a perfect it, P1. You know, every what? time. Yeah, how does he do that? I, watching the montage, it seems like every time he just nails it. And I'm like, is there like maybe like a set point on his? Maybe the back of the gloves has the same thing, so he can know where to yeah. perfectly put it. I don't know how he does it. I actually, and it's funny. I actually have thought that. I'm sitting there with a beard, just going, how the heck does he do that? It's perfect. Maybe his like he he sells over gloves obviously so kids buy them, you know all over the world. Oh, I met. But he probably has his own made and it literally just like place hand here. Yeah, like on the back. I would just not so be yeah. surprised. I would not be surprised at all. But uh, and uh, who else? Uh, I'm a big fan of Samoa Joe because he's you know badass heel. Yeah. Um. He, you know what? He impressed me too. And uh, just seeing like uh, his feud with Brock Lesnar really impressed me and how he carries himself. I just hope. Uh, he gets uh, more of a push too. Yeah, a lot of people are saying this is going to be the year of Samoa Joe, so it'd be uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, I, I got to say though, I did really enjoy Ali. Oh, Mustafa Ali! I yes. forgot another one. I really hope he continues to get uh, a push. I think SmackDown is the perfect place for him, and yeah, if he can build off of this momentum, oh, they might finally have like a. Another small guy that they can get behind that, but that's not um, as worn down as a, a Daniel Bryan. Or, yeah. You know, AJ Styles is getting up there in age too, so it might not be a bad idea to get behind uh, one of these younger cruiserweight guys. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for now. Um, v, you got any, uh, anything you want to add? No, I mean, it was – I mean, wrestling's a roller coaster. It's an entertaining sport. Um, it's always something – there's always something new, and it's always um, it's always about the people. All right. Right, I mean, again, going back, coming through it, you you find the the wrestlers you connect with, you find the people you can you look up to, so to speak, right? And yeah, you live vicariously through them, kind of thing. Yeah, they're, they're 
well, you know, superheroes more or less. It's it's something that's um, awesome to see. And hopefully, I mean, again, with what's going on now, they can push that up to the next the next level. Yeah, I'm just hoping they can continue to develop guys. And um, I hope they find that the couple next big names here. Uh, I do get worried with the, a lot of start-stop pushes and yeah. guys losing momentum. Because, I mean, think about how much wrestling is on the air now. I mean, before, in the old days, you know, you had a couple t- TVs and, you know, pay-per-views were spread out like so you didn't get to see um you know it wasn't like you had to come up with something every week for these guys yeah and so like some weeks it's a real battle to keep momentum right i mean you've seen guys who were like you thought were going to be the next big thing and then they just fade out yeah and i mean it's unfortunate like sometimes illness takes these guys out injury is still a, a huge concern some kind of backstage issue rubs the management the wrong way yeah and which i always makes me kind of laugh because it's kind of like okay yeah you're punishing them but you're also punishing your own product <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i mean you're just destroying another potential star so but it'll be good to see because i mean like the roster can get filled up we got the um nxt guys we got the 205 guys there's lots like you said there's lots lots of talent to be developed and hopefully they can get some guys who are kind of like, okay, you can be a star. You can be a star. Well, that's another uh, challenge has been um, if you look at, like, the talent that's come up from NXT, there's been a – you ha- you have, like, a couple guys. You have, very, like, Kevin Owens um, who barely even spent time in NXT. I don't know if you can even count that. Yeah. But, like, um, there's so many guys that come up that their success in NXT doesn't carry over and they just become guys on the main roster. Yeah. And it's it's been real. I think that's been one of their biggest challenges. They bring them up and, like, no one – connects with them on the main roster yeah and i I noticed just from the little bit of nxt i've watched um i mean those fans those are the hardcore ones oh yeah those are the guys who have followed you from before you even got signed to the wwe so they they know kevin owens they know him from it reminds me of um sorry to interrupt but the ecw fans because it was always like if you watch any like people talk about ECW, like man the fans knew everything about us and (laughs) they knew more about us than we knew about us yeah absolutely and 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 it seems like that way with nxt because like these guys come up and it's they know what they've done before they even signed with the WWE. They know what they can do. So it's like they're not even there for the story. It's like get out there and just do a fantastic match and we love you for it. And then you get moved up and then you got to do the main roster. And then it's kind of like, okay, now you're in an elaborate love triangle with, you know, this woman and then th- well, this guy. And then you got to sell that. Uh, it's almost like Vince has the attitude of, um, you know, anything. And it's kind of like the same when um, he would bring up guys from uh, WCW too or something like to the roster. Yeah. Nothing you've done before matters now. Yeah. So you're just pretty much starting at square one. Yeah. Kind of thing. So. Well, I guess it's, it literally stays in the the main WWE contract as they have creative control over you. Well, yeah. I mean, you you, you get to say you can be like, hey, what about this? But for the most part, they have creative control, which it, it's a blessing and a curse. Well, it's a blessing in that you don't have um. If you, that's kind of the thing that kind of ruined WCW in that like so many guys had creative control that no one wanted to do anything. So your storylines are getting ruined because no one's going along with it. Yeah. But then then you have now we're in the era of uh, everything's scripted and nothing's coming off as natural. So you got guys whose personalities aren't showing up Yeah. out there. And, Especially when they're supposed to act it, a certain way. It, yeah, when it doesn't come off as natural, it's hard to get behind someone because you don't believe in them. You're like, oh, this is full of shit. This is, someone, this is, this is like uh, – this is an example. Yeah. Um, give me a wrestler. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Sure, sure. This is Dolph <laughs> Ziggler speaking a writer's words or something. Yeah. So. And I, I just bring him up because, again, um, there's rumors that he's left. 
Yeah, it seems like he's done for all he, intents and done. purposes. And I, you know what? Probably for the best for him to take some time away. I mean, I don't know. If, I, I, I like the guy, and I, I want him to wrestle, but he's just been around so long and so many failed pushes. You, it's hard to even get invested in anything he does. Yeah, it, it, was, it was unfortunately the gimmick that didn't work. They just they didn't have a gimmick that could click with him and with the crowd and push him up. Well, I felt like, um, like I said, uh, there was that one time where I thought they could have pulled the trigger on him, and uh, it was when he won the sole survivor in a Survivor Series match where um, the authority, like Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's jobs were on the line, and he, he had this amazing match, eliminated three guys and won it. Like, fans were going nuts, and it felt like, yes, they're getting behind him, and nothing happened afterwards. Went and then, right back and then, to being just a guy. Yeah. And yeah. then that, it, was, it, was, it was a sad moment, because it was where I went, it's not gonna happen, and and that's uh, that's really unfortunate. But all the best, uh, Dolph. If uh, if you're <laughs> listening to this, uh, our obscure podcast of two guys in Canada. Yeah, it's like getting filmed in a basement. It's like, oh, they referenced yeah. me. <laughs> Hashtag. What are their names again? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Canada die. <laughs> Where's that place? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that that was just kind of a little bit about us, and um, again, what brought us to the sports. Yep. Uh, this is what, uh, yeah, it's been a long journey, a yeah. long journey. Neg- negligence and just us sitting in front of a TV being raised by the uh, the old tube. Oh, yeah, totally, <laughs> right? I, the, I can just remember my parents saying, oh, he'll grow out of it, Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because not, not only is Darcy like an encyclopedia of wrestling knowledge, um, pretty much anything 90s, 2000s movies, and a lot of TV. Exactly, man. Like <laughs> It's crazy. Like, you're going to hear a lot of quotes on here, obscure ones. I'll try to explain them as best I can. Uh, but I, I look forward to us going forward. Just I, I seriously want to. I want us to pick an event, and I want us to be to like recite. Yeah, what matches I think from the top of my head. It's we're, crazy. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go blind. I'm gonna pick the event. I'm, I'm gonna watch it. I'll do my research, and then Darcy's gonna tell me what happened. <laughs> I'll do my best, man. <laughs> it gets it, it gets tougher now as each year goes by, man. Like I used to be able to like list off title histories, and I was like, who the hell beat Ziggler in like 2015? <laughs> oh, geez, they all kind of blur together now. But yeah, I'll do my best. Uh, it, it's, it's so funny. Life events I associate with, like, it's like, oh, let's see what were you doing in two thousand four, Darcy. Let's see, geez, uh, Benoit and Guerrero were reigning as champs, and it's a great time in my life. Uh, <laughs> Market was crashing, but you know. it's like, oh, Vince was just crazy. Uh, good times. <laughs> All right, so that's just about it for us. Um, yeah, you can find us on Instagram, Kickstarter Podcast. Um, you can find us on, on the Twitter, Twitter at Kick Podcast, and we have a Gmail. Darcy, you remember that? Uh, Kickstunner at gmail.com. See, I, I have too much encyclopedia knowledge I, that I, I can't remember our own email. <laughs> that's something I should almost just like get on a poster and we'll just stick it on the wall just so we both remember it. Don't make me tap the sign. Yeah, for the Kickstunner podcast, I'm Adam. And I'm Darcy. And yeah, and I guess we'll just see you next time. Later. Yeah.